This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This podcast is sponsored by nonprofit Professional Performance 360 Magazine. Hi, this is Paul Lemberg, and I want to welcome you to Orchestrating Success with Hugh Ballou. This podcast is all about ways to redefine leadership as a pathway to increasing your business or nonprofit income. Now, here's Hugh with today's session. Greetings, this is Hugh Ballou back for another episode of Orchestrating Success. It's how leaders conduct transformation. You know, I'm a conductor and nothing happens without leadership. We are entrepreneurs and leadership is key to our success. And there's so many myths we have about things we think we can't do. Let's dispel one of those myths today. It's about government contracts. So my guest today is Ron Embach. He's been doing this a while. Some might say he's an expert at it. I would say that, but he knows an awful lot. And I, I thought we ought to talk about this topic because it's accessible to small businesses. As a matter of fact, we do have an advantage, but don't want to go too far. Ron, tell people just a little bit about yourself and why are you doing this? Of course. Thank you, Hugh. Very nice to, uh, to be here today. Uh, yeah, my, my partner and I, um, our company actually, we founded it 14 years ago. So it's been around for a while doing this type of work. And this entire program that we teach, this no-bid uh, federal contracts program, was uh, actually put together and developed originally at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Obviously, we know the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is set up to benefit small businesses you know, around the country. Um, so what we do about uh, 14 years ago, the chamber decided to stop offering uh, this program through the chamber, but he was the number two person at the chamber, the executive director, they offered the program to him. So in the last 14 years, we've helped well over 2000 businesses secure federal contracts instead of going through all the red tape and everything involved hiring expensive consultants like most people think of with bidding. We do it. We help our clients develop relationships with federal uh, decision makers and get no bid federal contracts. So that's the gist. We offer other things as well, but that's the primary way that we help businesses acquire contracts. What are some of the myths that small business owners have about government contracts? Oh, there are many, and I know your show is not that long today, so I'll try to give you a couple of them. Uh, one of the biggest myths is that, that I hear it all the time, and it's one of the reasons why a lot of businesses that could be doing business with the federal government don't. They don't even try, because they think, first, this is just for big businesses, because you hear about contracts in the media like Lockheed Martin or Boeing just got a $100 million contract. And when you hear things like that, you think, well, the government must be handing out all the contracts to those big businesses like that. That's not true. The government has 361,000 buildings across the country. 361,000. That's amazing when you think about that. Every one of them need things like the trash taken out, the bathrooms cleaned, 
the grass cut, the trees trimmed, and new computer equipment or anything else that people inside that building need. So the reason I say that is that every contract under $150,000 is set aside for small businesses. Now you might ask, is that, is that a lot of contracts? And the answer to that is 90, nearly 92% of federal contracts are under $150,000 procurement contracts for people outside the government. Now, there's a lot of red tape in this, isn't there? A lot of hassle just getting, getting considered? Well, if you decide to go through what I'll call the bid door, okay, in order to get federal contracts, there is a lot of red tape. You have to follow very, very precise bid specifications. So to answer your question, if you're trying to bid on federal contracts, absolutely. All right. But for a small business and a small business that doesn't have experience with the federal government, our program is great for them because it is a no bid program. You develop relationships with decision makers that are going to buy things from you, develop relationships. They look at you as like a dependable person, a go to person they can rely on, uh, a valuable source of information. And literally, you can get contracts without even competing for them. Or let's say they even suggest you bid on a contract. That's going to be what we call a warm bid. And a warm bid is when a federal decision maker says, you know, I'd really like you for this, but I've already got it on a, on a bid site. So why don't you bid on it? Doesn't mean you're 100% going to get it. It means you're very likely to get it, though. Much better than if you just went out to a bid site and bid on something cold. Now, one of the reasons that government bids things is for um, accountability with pricing so that we aren't paying, our tax dollars aren't being spent for somebody's buddy who charges 10 times what something is worth. So in this no bid arena, how do you justify your pricing? Well, it's, it, it's all based on a relationship. So they have to feel pretty good about uh, the business. Then once a business, any business gets a government contract, they have to, we tell our clients all the time, you can get your first no-bid contract, okay? But if you do a bad job, just by, by doing your registrations and doing what they call being, what the government calls procurement ready. But if you get one of these no-bid contracts, for example, and you do a bad job, you get a bad rating from the federal government, you are pretty much out of federal contracting from that point forward. So the way they weed out the bad people or people that aren't going to do a good job is that way. Now, and they've also remember determine the price. So the government's not going to like, oh, we'll pay you for something that's worth 100,000. We're not going to give you 250,000. They're going to pay you 100,000. It's a fair price. All right. Now, you're not going to, you know, it's not like you, you go on to a bid site to find a no bid list of contracts. You don't get those until you develop good relationships. Because after all, they're going to give you a contract that you don't have to bid on. They have to have a level of trust. They have to, to think this business is going to do a good job. And then again, if you don't, you're pretty much out of federal contracting. Just forget about it at that point. All right. So you have to do a good. But if you but the positive side of that is you do a great job, you get a lot more of these contracts because become, you've become a verified vendor for them, a trusted vendor, they're going to give you contracts because they want to work with you. The be, like, I, like I mentioned earlier, every contract under 150000 
And for some agencies, it can even be a little higher than that. Some of them are as high as 250000 Every contract set aside for a small businesses that's that amount or less. That's incredible. You're throwing away some, you're throwing around some big numbers. Now, um, small solopreneurs, small companies, um, are we able to handle a contract that's in that kind of those kind of numbers? That sounds like a big deal, hundred thousand dollars. The good the good news about about federal contracts, especially these no bid contracts, is that if if a federal agency, your federal contact is going to give you your initial contract, they're not going to even throw a hundred thousand or a two hundred thousand dollar contract at you. What they're going to do is say, let's give them what they often call a test contract. Well, a test contract, no bid contract, sole source contract, basically the same thing, if you've ever heard any of those phrases. But with a test contract, they're going to give you a test. They know you've shown up properly. They know you're procurement ready. You've done all the things registration-wise that you have to do, and you've done them perfectly. So they'll give you a shot at a contract. That initial contract usually is not going to be more than $20,000, $30,000, $40,000. Probably not going to be. So it's not going to be, could even be smaller than that. And the good thing is, let's say it's bigger than that, and you're a solopreneur, like you mentioned. You don't have to accept every contract. And here's you asked me before about myths, okay? One of the myths with the federal government is that you've got to take every contract that's offered to you. You don't actually have to do that even with no bids. If you get a contract that doesn't fit your schedule, if you get a contract that doesn't have enough of a profit margin for you, you can turn it down. And in fact, it can even be positive because if the federal government looks at you as, hey, this is not a desperate small business, they actually turn down one of our contracts, they're going to say, okay, how about these three or four? Would you like to have any of these? That's um, counterintuitive, you know, turn it down. Hey, people are going to think poorly, but, you know, some of the principles, all the principles, actually, you're talking about building trust delivering quality, um, building relationship. That's not any different than how we ought to be doing all of our business, is it? Well, in fact, one of the things that we tell our clients all the time, why they're probably going to like no bid so much more. I mean, I live outside the DC area. I live in, in Alexandria, Virginia. That's where our, our company's based. Well, you know, I know a lot of consultants you know, you can almost throw a stick and hit one, almost whether it's an attorney or a consultant in the D.C. area for, for federal contracts. And, and the fact is, the fact is, those people get paid a lot of money to write, uh, to write these, these bid proposals that they submit for these federal contracts. I don't even know the people that get paid a lot to do it, but I don't even think they enjoy writing bids. So small businesses are going to hate doing bids. That's why these no bid contracts, no bids are specifically for small businesses. These are not for the Boeings and the Lockheed Martins and the Microsofts. They're not for those kinds of companies. And the reason they were developed for small businesses is because small businesses don't have the staff or the money to, you know, to have like a whole team that's going to work on bid, work on bids for them. Okay. So consequently, it's a much simpler process often the proposal that a typical company would submit on a commercial contract will evolve into your federal contract, your no-bid contract with the federal government, okay? And that's much, much better than going through the bids because the typical bid specification 
is about 80, 90 pages long. So if you think about the fact, okay, if I go in, if I go in with no federal experience, I put all the effort and I all of my staff time, all the staff time that's devoted to a doing a bid, and then you do four, five, six of those. And just quick example. I had one business, they've been in business for 10 years, but never done a federal contract. No, I take that back. That was that was the thing. They they'd had all kinds of success with commercial business, gave me a who's who of different clients they had. I said, have you ever done any federal business? And a long pause. And they said, well, we've submitted 100 bids over the last five years. I went, wow, 100 bids. That's, that's quite a few. I said, how many of those did you win? Well, this is a business that, again, they had a lot of very significant clients, but they didn't have any federal experience. They said, we won one of those bids. So they said, we were ready to give up on federal contracting until we heard about your no bid uh, way of doing it. So we wanted to hear more. And that's what a lot of people that, that we talk to and we work with, that's why they initially come to one of our master classes or give us a call or set up an appointment with us. They're like, tell me more. I want to hear more about this. How does this work? I know they spend a lot of money. And in fact, spending a lot of money last year, a little under $700 billion, so over $600 billion. So that's over a half a trillion. That's you're actually talking real money there, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> back to Everett Dirksen when he said that about billions. That's back when billion was a lot of money. Um, so how many um the, the backbone of America was built on small businesses? You know, do we still have a lot? We some of them went away during the pandemic, but we still have a lot of small businesses, don't we? Each year from the Department of Commerce, this is not from me, but from the Department of Commerce, roughly 1 million small businesses are started every year. Now, the tragic part of that, though, Hugh, the tragic part of that is that after 10 years, okay, because, you know, there's a variety of reasons. You can't get the clients, you can't, don't have capital to expand, all those different kinds of things. After 10 years, typically only 4% of those businesses are still in business. 4%, again, according to the Department of Commerce. So all of the people that, you know, they, they make an investment, they put their time in, you know, they try and they try and they try. And I've never met a lazy small business person that started a business and said, oh, I'll just do this for 10 hours a week. I know it'll succeed. Usually they're kind of more like the hamster in the wheel, so to speak. They're trying and they're trying and they're trying and trying and they're doing everything they can to make it work. And then in spite of that, 4% do. With the federal government, I mentioned all those those contracts that were set aside. Out of those, all those contracts, 80% of procurement spending is set aside for small businesses. 80%, okay, including all of those contracts under 150K. Now, what percentage, what percentage of all that revenue, and, and that's about, that's a little less than a half a trillion, the money that's set aside, what percentage do you think small businesses actually get out of that? Well, no. 25% of the revenue, only 6.7% of the over 40 million contracts last year. That's what small businesses get. So they get a lot of contracts, 2.7 million contracts, but there's 37 million contracts that they don't get that they could have gotten. Can you say money left on the table? Yeah, I don't like that. I'm an old recovering Scottish Presbyterian. We don't like leaving any money on no, the table. No, 
no, no. And with all of those, you ask about the business fit or the businesses getting into business. When you think about 4% of them are in business after 10 years, after a decade, do we think that that, you know, uh, half a billion, a half a trillion dollars, I'm sorry, of revenue every year could help them out if they were getting that? And really, if you just, it's around 360 is what they didn't get last year, 360 billion. What if you threw that into the economy and gave it to small businesses? Yeah. You think we'd have a lot fewer of them going out of business? We would, we would, we would. Yes, indeed. That's, that's assuming they have the leadership skills to run their business. They need, I, they need leadership skills like you can help them with, that's true. But in, in theory, you could say that if they've got all that extra business, they should have much more, uh, much higher probability staying in business. You got it. I got, um, you know, that's the, what, what the Baloo 1090 rule is 10% is what you do, your product, your service, your wisdom. 90% is all the structure in your business that you can deliver that 10%. So working on ourselves is very important, but you know, having customers and um, I was aware there was a lot of unrewarded contracts. I didn't, I wasn't aware it was that big a number. So I got some more questions, but before I go there, um, behind you is your website. Give us your website and what will people find when they go there? Well, our website is www.fedprofits with an S on the end.com. So www.fedprofits.com. They're going to find a lot of great information. Um, we try to post all of the different uh, podcasts like this that we do. We do them on, on certain different subjects from time to time that my partner Chip Ellis and I do. Uh, they'll also find, which is very, very important, the government literally, since they spend so much money, biggest potential customer in the world for any business, they buy just about everything. My saying is, it takes me 30 seconds to tell you what they don't buy. It would take me 30 hours of talking constantly to tell you what they do buy. Now, I haven't tested that. That's just an estimate, okay? I haven't wasted 30 hours of my life trying to do that. But they buy just about everything, all right? So they buy just about everything. So, But we've got one of our tabs on our websites we call the top 40 industries. Those are the industries that we know are most in demand with the federal government. Things like IT services, things like construction, HR, management consulting, um, you know, a variety of different transportation, uh, things that you wouldn't even think. And that's the top 40. If you look at everything they do, I mean, and it's done by, by um, you may be familiar with, the, with uh, NAICS codes or your viewers might, NAICS or NAICS codes, N-A-I-C-S uh, codes. That's your business codes, like the old SIC codes, okay, that we all knew from years and years ago. Uh, everything they do is based on that. All right. So they're going to look at, at, at what your business does. You may actually have five or six different NAIS codes of services you provide, goods and services. In addition to that, I'll say, remember I told you the, the no-bid contracts are set up for small businesses. It's based on NAIS code, not just on the business. So if you're a business that you might be a little larger business, maybe you're a $100 million business, but you're a $100 million business and you provide a variety of different products and services, you could still even qualify for these no-bid contracts. Because generally speaking, if you're a business over $50 million, we've got to take a close look at you. 
to see if you would qualify for the note. We do have programs, my company, we do have programs that can even help larger businesses because there are ways of partnering with smaller businesses on different things because the federal government actually encourages that as well because they know small businesses might need some expertise or experience like you had mentioned before. Let's say it's a solopreneur and you don't have the experience um, or the personnel, whatever, the staff to do a $250,000 contract, but there's one that you find that they really need someone to work on it. You can provide a piece of it. You can partner with a larger company, provide the other piece. Voila, everyone is happy. It's a win-win-win all the way around. All right. Did I did I complete that? I kind of went off on a couple of little tangents there. Hopefully I answered your, your question. You gave us lots of really good information. Okay. Um, so, um, and you have different ways. Uh, so on your website, when you first go there, um, it says fill out this form to get a free thing. Now, now what happens when I fill out the form? Are you going to pester me or what? <laughs> well, we're actually going to give you some good information. Now, I'm not going to say that we're not going to follow up to see, do you have any questions about that information? Would you like to learn more than just what we sent you? No question about it. But, you know, we're really, uh, the, our whole goal, when I mentioned 2,000 clients over a 14 and a half year period of time, we're obviously not going for hundreds of thousands of clients at the same time. Our goal is to work with businesses that are really serious about growing their business with federal contracts. All right. They'll put in, and, and quite frankly, I tell businesses this all the time. If someone says, well, are you going to magically uh, provide all these federal contracts to me and all I've got to do is sit back and let it happen. It's like, no, you've got to put some time into it. Remember, it's about relationships. The federal government knows us. The agencies know us. Our contacts know us. We're not the ones that are going to like, you know, put the roof on their building or trim their trees or, you know, take out their, their trash and clean their building every week. We're not the ones doing that. So our clients have to build the relationships. So we make sure they know there's an investment of time as well. Now, it's not turn your business around and spend 80 hours a week doing this. We usually tell our clients minimum five hours, better about 10 hours to get your business to get about 300,000 contracts in around nine months. And once you get to 300,000, zero to 300,000 is actually the toughest to get from 300,000 to 3 million you can get there in about two, two and a half years. Just follow the program. Our most successful clients will tell you, you know, if you end up working with us, just follow the program. That's great. And you have some testimonies on, on your website. Yeah. So um, I think you said something about restrictions um, based on the size of the business and how long you've been in business. You want to talk a little more about that? Well, there isn't a restriction on the amount of time you've been in business most of the time, okay? I'm not going to say it's 100%, but for the most part, especially the initial contracts you're going to get, you know, like I mentioned, the first contracts you're going to get are not going to be a half a million dollars. You're going to, your initial contract when you start with the government might be $20,000, $30,000, something in that range. You'll get it in about four, five, six months. So, so it's really, and you literally can be a startup and get, and get a federal contract if you come and you are procurement ready. And what I mean by procurement ready, you've got your registrations done perfectly. You've got something completed called a capability statement, which is basically your resume for the government. You've got a cage code number. 
if you have all those things and you show up properly, you'll get a chance at a contract. You still got to build a relationship to get that initial chance on a contract. But once you get that and you do a good job, then you start, then you start getting more of them. Okay. But initially, initially that's how you get started. Now, as far as size of business, again, the, the barometer kind of we use overall is if a business says to me, like we do these roundtables every week for various industries that have been really, really popular. We've gotten a lot of people on those. Um, and, and um, you know, when I have a business come on, some of them will come on like a guy came on, I think last week, and he said, I'm a $300 million company. Okay. That tells me that he may be the, the fit for him may be one of our programs for larger businesses to partner with our small business clients. However, as we analyze, if he decides to come on as a client, he hasn't decided that yet. But if he decides to come on as a client, take a look at his business and see what maze codes, what services he provides. Because if he provides 8, 10, 12 different services, and they end up being for 10 million and 5 million and 15 million and whatever, he could qualify for all those different NACE codes. So that's, but, but you have to figure the no bid contracts are really designed and set up for small businesses so that they're not having to deal with all the bid specifications and the complexities, all the mind numbing red tape that comes with the same with the bids like the Boeings and the Googles and the Microsoft and those companies. They have whole teams of people to do those. Small businesses don't have that. So this, the federal government really wants small businesses to have those contracts. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting that. And, and um, we don't read this kind of good stuff in the news. So this is good to be able to broadcast this out to more people. So kind of ending up here, um, thinking about preparing for this you mentioned a round table what is that like well what we do we we send out invitations all across the country because quite frankly federal contracts and federal buildings are everywhere okay in fact you could even if someone wanted to work in guam okay you could make you could supply things to the military base in guam if you wanted to spend you know your your um your winter or whatever in the south pacific you might want to spend maybe your son, I don't know. But anyway, in the South Pacific, if you want to do that. But the point is, uh, so we do these podcasts per industry and we do them every week. So we've had, uh, and we do them according to our 40 top industries. For instance- Roundtables, round you said podcast, roundtable? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my mistake, my slip of the tongue. Uh, we do these roundtables and we do them online. Okay, everything is virtual. We do them online. We usually get somewhere between five to 10 on the low side. We're expecting as many as maybe 50 or 60 on our next one. So it's going to be a pretty, pretty busy time. But we've had everywhere in between. We've had 20, 30, 40 people. They'll come on. We, we tell them a little bit about, because obviously they've got an interest in learning about no-bid contracts. We'll tell them a little bit about no-bid contracts. And then after that, um, we'll, we'll have a survey because we want to know, okay, what's going on out there with you guys? What are you guys seeing? And we really generate a lot of discussion. And then if they want to learn more, or if they want to come to one of our, what we call master classes, I mentioned that before it's, you know, seminar, webinar, masterclass. We call it a master class because it's just got a lot of information. It's two hours of really solid information on, our, you know, our process, the, the opportunity itself. And if at the end of that, there are some businesses just say, I'm not interested. I want to continue doing what I'm doing. That's fine. 
Okay, as I mentioned before, we're not out to get a hundred thousand uh, clients this year. It, you know, I can't even say it would be nice. I don't think we could handle that. Uh, and but you know, to get another thousand clients this year, get another five hundred, to get another two hundred, as long as they're good clients, that's great. That's wonderful. We we're we're in place to get that. So. So that's what our roundtables are. And we've gotten a lot of great feedback from our participants. So if somebody goes and signs up for that, what's the free thing that we get a, a report? Yeah, you do get a report. However, the, you know, you can come to the roundtable. There's no charge to come to the roundtable either. So we love to get people to those. How do we get on that prospect list? Um, actually, if you just go and just, uh, we've got a number of places on the website that you can say, I'd like to learn more about this. Uh, and you can fill out a form, give us your, your email, uh, give us your name, company, that kind of thing. Pretty easy to do, several different places. We try to make that as easy as possible to do. Great. Well, Ron, I'm, I'm, I want to hang up because I want to go explore government contracts. So as hey, there a, you go. You know, we, we're looking for new avenues, looking for new ways to generate leads, and the leads are already there. Uh, so that's, we have something that people need. And our job is to find who needs it and connect with them. So thank you for uh, spending time to explain this. You've obviously uh, developed a real specific niche and are very good at it and have a liking for this. So thank you I for enjoying it. Yeah, we both, both my partner and I, we both really, really help enjoy. We're small business entrepreneurs ourselves. We've worked with small businesses for you know 30 plus years, each of us. We love helping them out. We love helping. I, I hate that stat that 4% of businesses are in business after a decade. That's a terrible stat. We got to improve that if we can. It, it is a terrible stat. So thank you for doing your part. And thank you for sharing with uh, entrepreneurs everywhere on Orchestrating Success Podcast. Thank you for being my guest. Thank you, Hugh. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening today to the Orchestrating Success Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to stay focused on ways to redefine leadership and increase your profit. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.